Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Reno, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Go, Ryan, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. This is the show where I, Ben Meckler, walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. And today, my guest is uh, extremely multi-hyphenate uh, host, <laughs> actor, comedian, uh, I don't know what else, can I, writer, um, voice actress, voice actress. What else do I do? Uh, uh, Writer, host. Influencer. <laughs> Danny Fernandez. Edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's so funny when people are like, and she's super funny on Twitter. I'm like, I'm also super funny on TV. <laughs> yeah, for money yeah. Uh, as a job. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I hate whenever, you did a great job. I hate whenever people have that as one of my credits. Is right. like, and Twitter. I'm like, okay, but I've also like written, I wrote in a best-selling book called The Good Immigrant. Like, I've put in my time. Yeah. I am, yeah. I am, I do dick sure. around on Twitter. Am I allowed to say yeah. dick? Uh, oh, you please don't say dick. It's the one word we're not allowed <laughs> to say on the show. You can say literally yeah, every other yeah, word. Yeah. Uh, my mom just asked that we don't say dick on the show. Oh, so is your I'm mom just... going to listen to this? Oh, she's for sure going to listen oh to it. Oh my gosh. You know, my mom, is she really? Yeah. Okay. My mom Definitely. also listened to my podcast with Ify of Ify Wadiway, who's a past guest. Mm-hmm. And um, she... anyone you've ever collaborated with, I feel like you... has been a guest on the show <laughs> in, the, in the 13 episodes. Yeah. Because you also just had Open Mike Eagle uh-huh. and he and I were uh, starting a show on Verve together which was fantastic and i love him oh man he's so good um love him very much and um but yeah my mom wanted to know what i wanted for christmas one year so she listened to my podcast which is very (laughs) not mom friendly Mm -hmm. and i was so embarrassed and i just was like why would you think i would talk about what i wanted for christmas (laughs) (laughs) on my show uh i guess i get where her head was at she was like you know if i ask she's gonna give me like the good daughter answer but maybe i can just hear what she's really interested in (laughs) and she probably heard about a lot of your interests that she didn't need to know about exactly what happened uh-huh. uh, she didn't bring that up at all and she ended up getting me like yeah. cute wonder woman stuff mm-hmm. so yeah because of things i've said on the show and joked about on twitter before uh my mom googled fisting oh okay wow <laughs> yeah i feel like my mom's probably looked up glory holes or something like yeah that. yeah yeah well here we sorry, are sorry moms and welcome to mortal podcast <laughs> uh danny i'm excited to have you on the show I think when I first had the idea to do the podcast, I asked if you were interested in doing it, and you said, I don't know anything yes. about Mortal Kombat. And I said, that's the whole idea, um, and you're going to see that that's uh, what's going to make this so fun. Yeah, you also came on my show I did. for our Mortal Kombat episode. Mm-hmm. You are our expert that we're teaching the people about the history of Mortal Kombat. Yes. Uh, as I've said to my other guests so far this season, we're in season two of Mortal Podcasts. I'm covering the characters that are covered in Mortal Kombat 2 right now. And as I 
have been going through the Mortal Kombat 2 cast, there's something I realized, which is that there's kind of a theme that binds everybody together, and that theme is friendship. Okay. So uh, I added a segment. <laughs> Wait, to, what was the first? What was the theme in the first season? Uh, it, the theme was the first season. Okay. <laughs> it was me okay. figuring out what the show was going to be. So you you genuinely have found that the theme for these characters is friendship. Specifically, the characters that I'll be covering in this season. Yeah, oh, I would say that friendship is an important part of all of their stories to some degree or another. Um, but in light of that, uh, I've actually added a segment before we really get into, uh, the character we'll be covering today, uh, okay. a segment called friendship, uh, where we just talk about how we became friends. Uh, oh. and Danny, I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> it had to, you know, this is sad cause I just like shit on Twitter, but it has to be Twitter, right? I no, well it's Nerdist. So. I think it was something like, Nerdist, but I don't remember what. At I Nerdist. bet we, but then I bet we followed each other and Probably. weirdly, I mean, that's where I've gotten a lot of my friends out here in LA. Same. It's just mainly also because you're all working on similar things. You have similar thoughts. Mm. You're like you, it's an interesting platform because you see that person's thoughts every single day. So it's like, you know them, Yeah. you know? Right. So like. And you can also see if they're a bad person and someone you want to stay away from. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also people that I respect if they're like speaking up on things. Sure. And I'm like, I want to know that person. I want to work with that person. They're making great stuff. And I like respect them for, you know, the, the thoughts that they're having or the fight that they're they're doing or whatever. Yeah. At the very least, you get to see the values that people present. Yeah. Which is something. Mine is literally me, though. Yeah. Like mine could not be more me. I feel like I should actually tone down my, th- I, I'm like, I shouldn't tweet. I'm like selling, selling things and people are like watching what I'm doing. And I'm like, I should probably not be the most me, but I can't not be me. I think that's valuable and good. It helps you stand out. I don't think that, I don't think I've ever seen you tweet anything where I was like, Danny, you shouldn't have said that. Oh, there's a couple. It was so funny. I was at this party this weekend and someone's like, oh yeah, we follow each other on Twitter. You always have those hot takes. And I was like, wow, they're not, they're not. That sounds like something a person with no opinions would say. I was, I was like, yeah, they're not all winners. And if he laughed out loud, um, you know, I get in trouble sometimes for, for saying things. Well, I think I say things that are I guess, you know, I'm, I make fun of a lot of my own um, trauma and that mm. can be, that can upset people sometimes. Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of the same experiences in their lives yeah. and are at different stages of coping Very with those experiences. True. So it's hard for some people to see someone who's at a different place, mm-hmm. um, but that's not your problem. No, it's not. I think yeah. my biggest thing is just to not that we can respect each other equally as like your feelings don't veto my feelings. Right. So like someone with depression, if I'm joking about depression and they're like, that's not funny to me, it's like, okay, well I respect that you feel that way, but it doesn't mean that you get to tell me how I can cope with my, my thingy. Right. So, but it is, that's what Twitter is. It's like, you have to listen to me. Yeah. It's people yelling at each other what they're allowed to yell at each other about. I was just thinking. And then sometimes jokes. Yeah. You know, I was just on our way over here. I was thinking about like, uh, cause it was Robin Williams anniversary of his death. I think the, mm-hmm. this past week. And I was like, he would have been canceled. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like at some point if he had kept like, it would have been like some like boycott hit, like, you know, because it's just, we're in such a massive, uh, I just think we take things out of context sometimes and it's not, uh, Twitter's not the best place. Oh, that's what I realized. Twitter's not the best place to have conversations. Oh yeah. I tried no. to have some co- civil conversations about some rough topics and I'm like, this is not the place. Yeah. It's not really a place for a nuanced discussion right. of anything. Uh, well, 
that's how taking, we became friends. Of, and that's how we became friends. Uh, <laughs> that's how well, we I will friends. say that in light of everything we discuss, uh, they're all part of Katana's story. Really? And Princess Katana is the character we, we'll be talking about today, so it's pretty appropriate. <laughs> so I was talking about Katana last night uh, with Kirby, my wife, who's been on the show before, Reptile episode. Check it out. And I noticed that uh, her story kind of feels like a cross between uh, the story of Anastasia Oh. And uh, the story of Daenerys uh, from, have you seen the show Game of Thrones? Oh. It was on HBO like seven years ago, I think. You know, it's so funny. The other day I just realized, I just had this thought of like, oh, Game of Thrones is over. Yeah. Like, of course we all knew it was over. It's but canceled. Then, <laughs> it's canceled. Yeah. But then like every month or so you just remember like, oh, it's done. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, granted, they're going to do like, you know, whatever. Yeah, but I'm like with all show. those characters, I'm like, oh shit, that whole thing is like just done. It's just done. Yeah. That's it. And it does feel like the second it ended, it was like, That's and it. out. It was yeah. like over. Like there's you no, know, I don't know anyone who, it doesn't come up at all. That who talks about it This still? might be the first time I've said the wow. first Game of Thrones since the finale. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't oh, know. That's People so funny. Just, it's a thing. It's a show. It's like the 4th of July. It's like this big, ba- it's like, oh my gosh. And then you never talk about it until the yeah. next year. Yeah. All right. That's like a whole holiday, huh? Yeah. People Why? go out. They like look at the fireworks. Yeah, it all gets of that. loud. Dogs get upset. But then the second it's over, you're like, oh, it's like or There's Christmas. You just like tear down everything. Like the second it's over, CBS has the Valentine's Day hearts out. Yeah. You know, it's that's yeah. Game of Thrones. Like how we're still in summer, but like Halloween stuff is uh, in CBS. Technically, Halloween I feel like is year round here. Yeah. Halloween is mid July to <laughs> late December. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you're a spooky person, it's year round. Wow. But, um, but, but like, I just feel because we work in an industry with like costumes and like our Halloween stores are open uh, every, every day. Yeah. Like Halloween town is open 24, 24, seven, not 24, seven, but you know what I mean? We do have multiple 24 hour days, seven day a week, <laughs> uh, 365 days you a year. You never know when you might need a dress as Count Chocula. I don't know. Well, there's, I think it's just a big enough city that there's always a costume party. So I, ima- I imagine a lot of like major cities probably get like year round yeah. costume shops. True. Like uh, New York's got the one that's in uh, Eyes Wide Shut. I assume that was real. <laughs> I assume that was a real store. Uh, yeah. But in light of time, because this is actually a pretty <laughs> epic yarn, uh, let's talk about Katana. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. So baseline knowledge for you to go into this with. Ooh, um, what do I know about her? That she's good and hot. That's all that I remember. Both of those things are true, and you're gonna see just how true they are. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some baseline knowledge just to go into this with. Okay. So that you have context. So, Mortal Kombat. I think I might have talked about this on your podcast, so this might sound a little familiar. But in the world of Mortal Kombat, there are many dimensions called realms. Earth realm is one. Then there's one called Outworld. It's like a dark fantasy realm there's one called edenia that's like uh it's basically the guard of eden it's like a wonderful fantasy realm where everyone's like super hot and basically immortal uh there's the nether realm which is basically hell there are all these different dimensions and they're ruled over by the elder gods and each of the dimensions has like a demigod that is in charge of protecting that dimension or i guess they're called gods and then the elder gods are above them but they're basically demigods they're like not quite elder god level uh these realms are constantly trying to merge with one another. That's something that the Elder Gods don't want. So they set a rule in order to merge with another realm. You have to beat it in 10 consecutive uh, fighting tournaments wow. called the Mortal Kombat Tournament. So that's just like the baseline knowledge for you to know going into this. Okay. So Princess Kitana. 
was born in the realm of Idenia. How many princesses are there? In just like all of Mortal Kombat? Yeah, a lot. Mm, I guess she's really like the only one uh, that's like a real bloodline like princess that okay. I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just her. Because it seems like they all have kind of different ruling bodies in the different realms. But Idenia has like a king, a queen, a princess, okay. or a prince. I think if you kill her, you should get to have that title. That title? <laughs> Is that how it worked? Yeah. In any form of the monarchy? <laughs> like if I was to roll into the UK, I shouldn't even follow. Yeah, I won't follow that line of thought. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I think if you kill her, yeah, that'd you be should be. Tight. You just become a princess. Yeah. Is it like a gender neutral term too? Like if yeah. I killed Princess yes. Katana, would I think I be you should princess be princess. Ben Wouldn't you love it? Wouldn't yeah, you love to be a princess? Yeah. Do I get like a tiara? Do I get the royal treatment? Do what I if get you had like to wear a... her outfit? I don't think I'd look great. I don't think I have the shape. Not for with it. that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, <laughs> so uh, Katana was a princess specifically in the realm of Edenia, which again, beautiful mountains, waterfalls. People can use magic. They live like a hundred thousand years naturally. Mm. Everyone's hot. It rules. And her parents were King Jared and uh, Queen Sindel. And everything was great in Edenia uh, up until Outworld decided it wanted to merge with Edenia. And Outworld was ruled by this horrible conqueror named Shao Kahn. He was actually supposed to be the god in charge of protecting Outworld from like other realms that would want to merge with it. But instead he was like, fuck this, I'm taking it over. Sapped it of all its natural resources it's basically like fantasy climate change. Okay. It's just like horrible arid deserts and like purple skies and mutants out in the wastelands and stuff like that. Dragon people, centaurs, it rules. Uh, so Shao Kahn's like, I'm going to conquer Edenia. And he starts taking them on in Mortal Kombat tournaments. And he does succeed in defeating them in 10 Mortal Kombat wow. tournaments. Yeah. So Edenia is fucked. Shao Kahn rolls in. He kills King Jared. He kidnaps Queen Sindel and is like, you're my queen now. And he even kidnaps baby Katana. She's just a little baby. doesn't know what's oh. going on. Mm-hmm. Wait, but he's a god? He's a god who is also like a That's king. That's not fair. He's like a god like, king. Like, stay in your lane. It's like straight up against the rules. But, yeah. not, but not against the rules enough for the elder gods to interfere. Also, it's called mortal combat. Yeah, and dude. you're clearly immortal. So I guess if he's the- a god... Are you still immortal if you can be killed? Or are you... Like, as long as you would naturally live forever, do you get to be called immortal? I don't know. Like, are the Highlanders actually immortal since they I just can be killed think, by decapitation? Like, are people people? Are there human? I mean, because there's mm-hmm. not just humans in this game. Right, there's all sorts of But are they people. presenting as humans? I'm confused. Yeah, Shao Kahn looks like a big dude with just kind of like a weird face. Okay. Like, he looks humanoid. I mean, he mostly wears a skull mask. So you don't see his face very often, but yeah. And then Katana looks human. It would be hilarious if you take his skull mask off and it's just a it's skull. It's Rick Moranis. Oh, yeah. it's just a, a straight up exposed skull. Jesus Christ. I would love that. Yeah. I want someone with a mask and you take it off and it's just there, the same as the mask. That's kind of, uh, I guess that's kind of Scorpion's deal. He looks like a ninja, but then when you take his mask off, it's just like a full on skull that breathes fire. Yeah. Which is tight. I wish I could do that. Like I wish without dying, I could rip my face off and have a fire breathing skull. Oh, that's really intense. Mm-hmm. I, I like skull. I'm, I got a whole like skeleton fascination. Oh yeah. Last... I saw when I came in. Yeah. <laughs> On the last uh, show that I wrote on, the writer's room had a debate over whether it was appropriate to keep a skull 
as a decoration in your oh. house, like a real skull. Mm. And I said that when I die, I will insist that somebody <laughs> take my skull and keep it in their house as decoration. And I'll specifically stipulate that they have to, at parties, uh, play music and make my mouth, like oh, m- maneuver no. my jaw to make it seem like I'm singing along, like as a bit. It's gonna fall apart. Um, yeah, that's fine. Oh no, you broke Ben's skull. It doesn't matter. I'm dead. It does I know. Not I was matter. gonna say he died doing what he loved, dying again. Yeah. <laughs> I died doing what I love, making people laugh until I cause myself harm. Um, I don't believe. Yeah, I don't think that that's safe to have a. I'm a very like a superstitious like person. It. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah. I think that having bleach, <laughs> I think that having someone else's skull, like they will haunt you. Right. Um, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, of course, if I can, I'm going to haunt any skull or not. If I can, I'm going to haunt somebody. I had this realization in the car, as I normally do, that I think ghosts are actually just people from a different time, like kind of like in uh, Interstellar. Right. I think what we're seeing is like people from the time, like just our time travel works differently. Our timelines work differently. So I don't even know if they're, they're like here. Did you see a ghost story? Yeah. That kind of, yeah. Yeah. That's what I think they are, that we're actually seeing part of the simulation that's like from a long time ago or whatever, and they're still... Mm -hmm. That's what I think ghosts are. Well, there is like a theory about the dimensions. I think it's the 10th dimensional theory. This could be just be the name of like a YouTube video I watched, but um, (laughs) there there is like a theory that time, you know, you can perceive it in the fourth dimension that we're kind of living right now as a straight line where we're just moving forward, but that there's a fifth dimension that you know, in theory you could perceive, but we don't perceive in which time is a single point. So all of time's happening at the same time. Yes. And then from there you'd go on to like, okay, but there's a sixth dimension where you see every possible timeline moving in a straight line. But then there's a seventh dimension where all of times it, all timelines are at one point and there's an eighth dimension. Like it just keeps This is why people come to this podcast to have their minds You're listening to Dimension Podcast. (laughs) I just hope someone in their car on their commute just went, Oh, shit. And then went into work and tried to explain it and did a terrible job. (laughs) (laughs) And all of their coworkers hate them now. Um, I don't wish that uh, for any of you, unless there's someone super shitty listening, uh, in which case I do wish it for you. For them, they know who they are. Yeah. Like if anyone listening voted for Donald Trump, I'm comfortable saying that I hope hope that all your coworkers hate you. (laughs) Ben, why did you have to make it political? Uh, Because it's my show and that's how I feel. (laughs) Also, no one can see this, but you have a picture of yourself. What's your friend wearing a shirt of you wearing a shirt of your dog holding your dog? It's actually uh, actually my manager. Your manager. Uh, It's my manager... It's a it's a t-shirt on which I have printed a picture of my manager who's wearing a t-shirt printed with a picture of me uh, wearing a t-shirt with a picture of my dog printed on it while I'm holding my dog. Yeah. And then you zoom out even more and your dog has a picture. Yeah, and you can't shirt. tell but my dog has a little little tiny t-shirt on which uh, he's got a picture of my other dog. And then in that tiny t-shirt, she's got a picture of Mussolini and I don't know where <laughs> she got the shirt. But she like never Fabio wants to take that something. thing off. She likes it. Yeah, so cute. Speaking of Fabio, remember that time that he was on a roller coaster and he killed a bird with his face? No, I do all the time. There's a picture. You can look it up. Uh, oh, I don't know if a I want to see that. A bird flew into Fabio's head on a roller coaster wow. and died. Wow. <laughs> anyway, great. Be uh, <laughs> using the eye of the beholder. But anyways, eighth dimension is what I think ghosts are. So yes, uh, I, Katana. I love that theory, and I want it to be true. 
I still don't know where I stand on ghosts. That means that they're... I believe them, but I want that to be the truth of ghosts because I think that's tight. I've had too many spooky things happen to me to not believe in ghosts. I've also been in a lot of real life haunted houses. Mm. Um, where a lot of people had died. Mom, if you're listening, you're probably pretty psyched to talk to Danny right now. Oh, please uh, so I'll do. I've been info. on like many spooky pod. I've, I'm way too haunted. I think it, it um, alarms iffy is the word I would use. <laughs> oh, is he afraid of ghosts? Yes. Oh, he's no. a, he doesn't like horror. He won't like, I always get um, like tickets to um, like Halloween horror nights that, you know, yeah, very dude. sweet that they'll send me to. And he never goes. Mm. Um, he doesn't want to go to any of the it like stuff yeah, it's he a just bummer to find out your friends are complete cowards losers huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow out of everyone too he could like i'm five four like yeah. he could easily beat up like anything coming our way yeah and if I'm he's just... the strongest person i know physically but like will he's weak he's weak willed yeah. yeah yeah i hope he listens <laughs> he's to this a coward. but um, he won't and so i win <laughs> there you go uh but yeah i've been around uh my plus my family's super superstitious and right. i have like passed like brujas in my family so um there's spooky shit that comes out that's tight don't invite it. me when a we when you're using a ouija board people are like yeah let's just do one for fun i'm like not unless you want to be fucking haunted right here in this moment if i'm gonna be here I something's do. gonna happen i want a cool ghost okay we could talk after okay cool we'll do some, <laughs> do some spiritual transference later on sounds good uh katana. so katana as a baby idenia is uh beaten in 10 mortal combat tournaments conquered by shao khan her dad is murdered. Her mom is kidnapped and is forced to marry Shao Kahn. Uh, she says, fuck that, and kills herself. Queen, <gasps> Queen Sindel wow. commits suicide. And so Shao Kahn says, How did fine. she do it? It's never, to my knowledge, it's not, there is not a canon answer to that okay. question. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to think of like how I imagine she may have done it. I thought she would like fling herself off the castle or something. That feels like, yeah, it feels like it could have been a flinging situation because as you, as you'll see, she will come back into the story in a sense. And, uh, there's no, like, it's not like she's got like a neck flap from slitting her throat or like, you know, there's not like a oh, physical answer back. to how, well, mm-hmm. well, you'll see. You'll see. No, I picked up the context clues. I she used the foreshadowing. She comes back. Um, so, <laughs> so Shao Kahn's like, all right, I'm going to raise Katana as my own. Oh, it's like uh, a Thanos situation. It's a total Thanos situation. Okay. Uh, Thanos, 100% a ripoff of Mortal Kombat. Oh my God. It's it's such a transparent ripoff of Shao Kahn. Not even funny. Uh, so, Wait, is he purple? Uh, no. Okay. So that's like, the, they tried to cover their tracks by making uh-huh. Thanos purple, but like, give me a break. And they tried to cash Josh Brolin and yeah. They tried to cover their tracks by creating Thanos decades before Mortal Kombat came out, <laughs> but give me a break. Um, so Shao Kahn was basically like, and actually this is very much like Gamora Thanos. He was like, well, Adenians are famously like really strong, uh, and they live for thousands of years. So I'm going to raise her as my own daughter and my bodyguard, my enforcer. Um, yeah. And so that's what he does. He raises Katana, who will never, to him, know the truth about her origins because he's just going to raise her as his daughter and his bodyguard. So 9,000 years pass with Katana as Shao Kahn's Now she's 12. Uh, yeah, she looks like a basically looks like an adult woman at this point okay. after 9,000 years. I don't know what the actual lifespan is for Nadenia. How long are they pregnant for? Oh boy. That'd be hilarious. They're Yikes. like in they're like if it takes them this long to like, you know, mature. You imagine having to be pregnant for like a thousand years. Oh my gosh. That's a harder decision. That's a yeah, really cut into like procreation. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that that's a that's a commitment. 
Yeah, they probably have a lot of like magic-related birth control. I would imagine in a Denian society Smart. to like deal with not having to be pregnant. Maybe for a they years. maybe they only come when they want to make someone pregnant. I always like thought that that would control be. It? Yeah, I thought that's our biggest weakness as humans. Is I think because I think some animals can do that, where they only they like decide. Yeah, they're like, no, this is gonna be a particularly fertile orgasm for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or really? like, they'll, like, so you can have an orgasm without coming. I think that that should be that's our downfall. Is as a we, but but like we would choose most of the time probably to not do that. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think, think so. in order like, for pick your moment, I would imagine. <laughs> so I think for us, they were like, no, they're these these kids are just gonna they're just gonna have sex all the time without you know without actually trying to procreate, which is what we do. But yeah, um, hmm. so long story short, I think that we, as part of our evolution, was like we have to m- men at least have to when they orgasm, they like think about it and decide. Feels like that's still problematic that it's just gonna be the man being like, hmm. So, and I mean, in some situations, I feel like the woman in some species gets to... It's like a special firewall I just situation. like the seahorse one. I'm really... They're like so feminist. They like have to take oh, yeah. care... They like carry the baby. Yeah. They have to carry it and take care yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like a junior situation. Yeah. But yeah. I think, again, this is our... This is what needs to come out in the next... You know, in 2020, people need to push for... Body hacking? So that we can yeah. decide when coming yeah. will result in a child? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm I think we to... have something like that. What that's, if that's literally like the first, just birth the first, con- or like, cyberpunk thing is just like a piece of technology you weld onto your body that lets you like <laughs> type in like uh sperm in this yeah, one. Yeah, this one make this inactive. Yeah, that's um, what I want. I want like a super cool like neon techno gauntlet where every time I have sex I have to type into it like Yes or no, whether or not. <laughs> I feel people are going to tweet us and be like, that's just literally a vasectomy. That's just a letter. <laughs> They're going to tweet and say like, that's six minutes you could have cut right out of the podcast. <laughs> just no difference whatsoever. You would have just stayed on the katana track. I'm sorry, uh, what were you talking about? Yeah. Being able to, I'm sorry. I can't even remember. Anyways, <laughs> Thanos. So um, yeah, Thanos, uh, he raises katana as his own for 9,000 years. Oh, we were talking, that's because we were talking about pregnancy. Okay. That was okay. why. Yes. It was, uh, which, you know, I, I cannot say, I cannot speak to how long Edenian pregnancies are. Can I say that the reason why I thought of that is because I'm like, if you're a God, you should be able to decide if you want to get someone, if you're like, no, right. this sperm, I don't actually want to. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I was going to say, I don't know if any gods have true born children in Mortal Kombat. Then I realized I do and they will come up soon. Okay. Yes. There is an answer to that. Uh, there always is in Mortal Kombat. That's what makes it Mortal Kombat. So Shao Kahn raises Katana as his own for 9,000 years. She's known as like one of the most fearsome warriors in all of Outworld. And in that time, he's out conquering other realms. He's like, Katana helped me conquer the vampire realm. Katana helped me conquer the dinosaur people realm. Katana helped me conquer, there's probably like a centaur realm. There's a bunch of realms. And he's all this time, you know, building his army, building his army, getting stronger and stronger and more powerful as he absorbs these different realms into Outworld. Um, in that time, Katana's just pretty much like whatever her dad says. She has one friend, uh, this woman Jade, who is another Edenian. Because a lot of Edenians sort of just have now grown up in Outworld as Outworlders without knowing really their history. Um, because the people in power really control the truth. That's just mm-hmm. history. Yeah. Um, and eventually Shao Kahn's like, okay, sights are set on Earthrealm. That's going to be the next target. And so that's it winds up... That's our realm. That's our realm, dude. Fucking 
no <laughs> no like, I, w- I wish he came by and he looked at it he was like nah <laughs> not yeah. worth it he checked it out and he was like mm. <laughs> it'd be funny if he just looks at it and he was like oh people live here <laughs> they could live uh, anywhere no else and they, they choose to live on earth yeah it's uh, a fair point and one that he does not acknowledge because he does decide he wants to defeat earth realm okay. and uh why would you kick us when we're down <laughs> right we're already having a hard time I don't know. I will say this. As far as I know, uh, pizza doesn't exist in any other room. Oh, but they probably have something like the equivalent, if not yeah. better. Oh, Edenian cheese yeah. flats. Mm-hmm. It's probably, oh my gosh. I bet it's like sweet and hot. Like, I bet it's like all the taste that you would want. <laughs> but you think you don't? Sweet and hot? <laughs> <laughs> it's like barbecue sauce. <laughs> it was a, it was a no, dinner. I meant- it's probably all the taste that you don't think should go together, but they right. somehow work in a different realm. You're like, oh, I didn't realize. You could have like chocolate and hot sauce right. and it's like marshmallows a and, and meat. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, pretty good. Salami in there with <laughs> chocolate. Yeah. Uh, Salakwit. It's probably good. Yes. I think everything kind of tastes good together if it's the right things. It all comes out the same. Yeah. It all comes out the same, that classic uh, stepmom line. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Shao Kahn raises Katana they're defeating all the realms and he goes it's time to beat Earth but Earth winds up being Shao Kahn's greatest challenge yet it always is classic classic because of course we're the heroes we're resilient over hundreds of years he tries and tries to beat Earth in 10 tournaments in a row always getting close and never quite making it but eventually he kind of gets a team going there's this one Earth realmer named Shang Tsung who he uh, winds up, this guy winds up defecting to Outworld. So now Shao Kahn has this sorcerer who kind of gives him Earthrealm intel. He eventually gets like all the different armies of Outworld involved. So he's got like dragon people like Goro, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Would you betray us? Would I betray Earthrealm? Yeah. No. Really? Yeah, but mostly, here's the thing. Not because I wouldn't prefer to live in Outworld, I would. But because I wouldn't be super cool with being party to a genocide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just not me. That said, I wouldn't fault someone else. <laughs> you know, if there's like another boot, Outworld bootlicker out there, uh, hey, man, you, you do you. Uh, I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's just me. Okay. So. That's just <laughs> You would I bet there's someone listening that like, oh, oh, he made a good point. Oops. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I wouldn't Because I'd be like, bye, guys. <laughs> bye, suckers. Oh, later. <laughs> I'm just like, peace out. Take me with you. I'd say like if Shao Kahn was like, look, I'll spare everyone on Earth if you defect to Outworld, I would but say then he yes, would... except I know him too well. Yeah. He, he'd be lying. What would he accomplish if right? he Well, he'd, he'd just left everyone alone? Oh, okay. You, you didn't, you didn't I didn't, think that I didn't that's enough factor to, that in, but I see now. I feel like I'm a compelling, you know, I, I'm, I'm an engaging person to have a conversation with. Um, with this being uh, uh, the theme I, of friendship, I understand. Yeah, I, I'm, I have a creative mind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think I'd be a good companion for a <laughs> for a psychotic god king. You could be their historian. Emperor. Yeah. You'd be the historian that they like bring out and you like run yeah. out with your book or whatever. And to... I've somehow developed like a hunch and I have my hair is great. I'm like, oh, Master Shao Kahn. And you always think you're going to, you never know if you're going to be murdered. Yeah. And then he like dismisses you like, yes, I just live day. in constant fear. fear yeah. Which murdered. is why my body is just slowly decaying <laughs> day by day. 
Uh, it's rapidly decaying. Okay, so, so Shao Kahn finally manages to get uh, one tournament away from defeating Earthrealm with the help of Shang Tsung, with the help of Goro, the prince of the dragon people mm-hmm. who becomes his new champion in Mortal Kombat. Uh, and over all of this time, Katana's just starting to get kind of suspicious about her origins and about her father. She's like, I don't know, something's weird about our relationship and like about our history. And, you know, we just like, we, we just seem like such different people. And like, I don't have a weird fucked up face like he does. <laughs> so you she... look like your mother. <laughs> <laughs> so while he's distracted, like trying to win this 10th tournament and conquer earth realm. She starts investigating and she manages to learn the truth that she was stolen from a Denian Ooh, I parents. Who told her. Uh, it's never super clear in this timeline how she finds out that she is a Denian, but she does, and she starts to plan for how she's going to escape him. I do want to tell you that I think it's uh, so wildly amazing that somebody made all of these backstories for mm-hmm. these video game characters. Yeah. Like, they could have just been like, and she wears this and she has a fan, it's, and that's what she does. It's like not even an RPG. It's not like an action-adventure game. Yeah. It's a game where you pick the person you like the look of the most, and then you punch a lot. You know what's really funny? I bet the executives <laughs> were like, I just don't understand her her um, her mission. Like, what is her, what is her motivation? And they, like, had to make this entire backstory. Well, this happened, and then she was abducted, and then her, and then she found out, and then they, she committed a genocide, and then she... Could Katana's motivation be more grounded? <laughs> uh, I'm we just actually, don't know if the... Can, we want it to go viral. We would like her... <laughs> I will say, from what I understand, it is the complete opposite. It was a couple of people who worked on Mortal Kombat were just, like, really, really into the lore. Yeah. And the executives were like, who fucking cares? And they were like, well, just... We'll just when we're in the attract mode at the arcade, trying to get people to walk over to the machine, we'll have these, like, character profiles come up. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, sure, who fucking... Sure. Whatever. Love it. it. I don't care. Yeah. So Shao Kahn's focused on the 10th tournament. Katana finds out the truth, starts to think about how she's going to escape his grasps, and he loses at the 10th tournament thanks to a Shaolin monk uh, named Liu Kang. Ooh. So Shao Kahn's furious. He's like, we're going to do a do-over tournament. It took me 500 years to get through those nine tournaments. I'm not going to spend another 500 years trying to beat them in 10 more tournaments. Uh, so he basically finds a way through convoluted means to force Liu Kang and the Raiden, who's the god of protecting Earthrealm, and the other Earthrealm warriors to come to Outworld for another tournament on his home turf. That's pretty much like, I he win, I them? take over. Well, it's a whole thing. Shang Tsung okay. like, led a bunch of mutant Tarkatan warriors who have like spears on their arms into I'm like, why would you Earthrealm? do that? And he was, he was basically doing terrorism until yeah. they were terrorized into... He did some kidnappings and brought gotcha. some people to Outworld. He basically bullied them okay. into doing another tournament. So Katana says, I'm going to enter, enter the tournament in Outworld because Shao Kahn was like, well, now it's going to be on our home turf. She was like, okay, I want to fight in the tournament because she was secretly thinking, I'll get some face time with Raiden, the god who's in charge of protecting their realm, and I'll ask him if he'll help me defect to Earthrealm. Yeah. And uh, during the tournament, she meets Earthrealm's champion, Liu Kang. And she tells him her story. She's like, hey, I'm trying to get over to Earthrealm. I'm actually trying to help you guys. I'm not really on Shao Kahn's side. I was kidnapped as a baby. And Liu Kang is like, oh my God, that's terrible. And just as Liu Kang is like, I'll do whatever I can to help you, Katana is immediately attacked by somebody who looks exactly like her. 
Yes. Named Melina. And she looks exactly like Katana, except for the fact that she has a horrific mouthful of fangs <laughs> uh, that is in like a terrifying Rick grin. Yeah, it, it always confused me that they looked alike. Yeah, so here's the reason. Katana finds out as she's fighting basically her identical twin that Melina is a clone that Shao Kahn had Shang Tsung create in like a secret lab just in case Katana ever did find out the truth and he needed to replace her. Because he was like, hey, I like having an Adenian bodyguard. It's worked out really well for me these past like 10,000 years now. Um, I don't know that I trust her, but I like having her around. So Shang Tsung took Katana's DNA and the DNA of the vicious Tarkatan warriors, the ones I mentioned before, who have like crazy fangs and spears in their arms, and made uh, Melina, and basically raised her like in the fucking basement of Shao Kahn's (laughs) fortress for years. Katana is naturally... She's like one of those kids that's like never had cable or whatever. Yeah. You always run across them yeah. and they're like, what? I didn't grow up with that. They're just yeah. like, you know. <laughs> She's like, I thought entertainment was watching skin get ripped off people's bones in the torture chamber and then getting to eat the oh meat my off gosh. those bones. Yeah. She's horrifying. Did, did uh, Katana think that that was her dad? Katana thought Shao Kahn was like her birth father. I wonder if she called him dad time. and stuff. She did. Well, because I'm just like, who she's gave... like, father. Who gave her her outfit? <laughs> Oh, who, I'm who like, decided who that, that she's she should gonna, be sexy? That she should dra- that she should fight in a bikini. Because I mean, if that's your dad, then I could tell why the alarms were going off when she like got older. She was like, "Wait a second. I mean, it is a good question because you know you could argue maybe that outfit is particularly well suited for kicking, which Katana does a lot of because she gets a lot of leg freedom. I give her props for keeping her boobs in because she has huge boobs, mm-hmm. and then she has the side boob coming out, and that is hard. Let me tell yeah, you, as like a woman, you have to really tape those down, and that's not fun. Like yeah. sometimes, you know. You get allergic to the tape. Sometimes when you pull it off, it's just, you know. Well, again, she's she, really... she is a Denian, so probably those things don't bother her as much. She's really strong. She's got great fortitude and endurance. So, like, taping her boobs down, probably not, like, a huge deal. Yeah, or she's just free-willed where she's like, if it pops out, it's chill. It does seem like the rules are a little different in Outworld where it's like, whatever, man. That happened They've to me. They freed the nipple in Outworld. What I was going to say, this goes back to our friendship, is that um, at San Diego Comic-Con, I was hosting a panel for Nerdist, and my top broke right before our panel. Oh, no. And nobody had tape, and nobody had uh, safety pins either. And I was just kind of like, well... It seems weird at a place where everyone's cosplaying. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And now I know that there's people, I forgot what they're called, but they like go around and all they do is pr- uh, repair cosplay at cons. Oh. Um, and I'm like, oh, I could have used that. But anyways, um, I was in the mindset of like, I, we were doing a live stream and a live show. And I was like, you know, if a boot, if my boot pops out, that's chill. Like I don't care, but I think that some people at home might care. And so that's why that's a them problem. Yeah. But I didn't want, even if people were like, well, I got a picture of your boot. I'm like, they're just boobs, man. Like you can see them all over the internet, not mine specifically, (laughs) but they, but you know, most boobs, kind of look the same and so anyways but yeah i was just like she might be like me where she's like yeah i don't really care they're just tits do you think there's someone out there with extremely unique boobs who who doesn't want who wants to like keep them secret because they're like there's no boobs out there that look like these yeah i've got somehow octagon boobs (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I definitely think there can be weird boobs. I think yeah. some, you know, sometimes I see. I'm not even saying weird. I'm saying just like di- there's different? nothing like them oh, on the planet. I don't know. Yeah. That's it's two, it's two 12 inch cheese pizzas. I must be hungry. A pizza keeps coming to mind. Yeah. That, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, but for the most part, a boob yeah. is a boob. Yeah. Is a boob. And, and that um, is probably how Katana feels. Yeah. I will say <laughs> there is like a weird, there is lore behind why Melina dresses uh, so sexy. Uh-huh. And that is uh, to, this is, this is like canon, to uh, distract from her horrifying face. <laughs> That's so rude. Her terrifying demonic grin. Yeah. Oh, so Katana's fighting Melina. Melina basically reveals that Shao Kahn created her and has had her like watching Katana ready to strike should Katana ever betray him. And, it's uh, kind of terrifying that I look like Melina. Like, look at this. Looks like my. That, how like, do pick- you feel? <laughs> you look like Melina. You just showed Not- me a picture of someone with teeth coming out of her cheeks. Yeah, but the she has my nose and lips and bangs. I see. But okay. that, you got to understand too, though, that Melina looks different in every yeah, game of the Mortal Kombat series. So you look okay. like you're saying specifically Mortal Kombat Ten. Yeah, Melina. That's what I look like, people. MKX Melina. Yeah, if you've never seen Danny Fernandez, just look up MKX Melina, and that's that's all you really need to know. Okay. Um, sorry, please continue. Well, Katana, being Katana, manages to kill Melina. And now she's standing over a corpse that looks exactly like her, but with a horrifying mouth. And she's like, holy shit, Shao Kahn is psycho. I really need to get away from him. But unfortunately, his enforcers show up and arrest her right away and drag her away uh, to be imprisoned. And uh, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm going to laugh, but this does look like me. This picture of Melina? Yeah. This does not look like you. Yes, it does. You oh have my gosh. body dysmorphia. <laughs> it's not. That is a terrifying monster. No, but I mean her face. Like this is my that's so funny. I'm going to send <laughs> I'm going to send it to a friend and be like, "Does this look like me?" It's not her teeth. It's like her nose and her eyes and her lips I and see. the rest of her, not her teeth. I and don't again, have specifically teeth. Mortal Kombat. Okay, X, I'm putting it away. I'm going to stop looking at yeah, it. Yeah, get your phone out of there. You're on a podcast. But I, it was because I was looking up their costumes True. because we were right. talking about their costumes right. and I wanted to see how they had evolved. But I'm here and I'm present. Oh, trust that until the most recent game, I would not say that they evolved. <laughs> they looked a couple of different iterations of them yeah. that I saw in there. They're not always... It's like a It's like a few specific games in the franchise where all the women are all of a sudden dressed like extremely scantily clad. I will say that as far as video games go, Mortal Kombat, more often than other franchises, does a decent job of having like reasonably functional costumes yeah, yeah. for the female characters. Um, that said, Melina literally wears like three strips of ribbons in Mortal Kombat 9 and it's fucking weird. I do want to um, just tell the men that are listening because it, you know I saw this with 90s comics and, and still to this day, but um, it is very hard to have double D size breasts and a size double zero waist um, that is not very common in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, because, because it's fat, like your boobs are fat. Yeah. And so it's, it, it's not very common that your fat would only be distributed to your chest right. and literally nowhere else on your body. But that yeah. is just a conversation for another day. Yeah. If you're a comic book artist listening, that's something you should probably take to heart. <laughs> 
uh, because that's not necessarily how women's bodies work. We have a little bit of padding on our hips and our stomach and our, mm-hmm. and our ass. And, um, that typically if you have boobs that are that giant now, it does happen on occasion. I don't know if it would happen with, uh, 75 different characters, but right. you know, um, right. Cause from what I understand, the function of boobs isn't only to, uh, attract men, make people want to have sex with you. <laughs> So the rest of the body usually supports. Yeah, the rest of the body right? needs to have the some layer of, uh-huh, of fat in order to make a baby. Understood. Um, Understood. Yeah, but it's 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 uh, very uh, interesting that it yeah. just so happens to be the only place that fat is distributed is in the tit area and nowhere else on the body. Right. Um, in in very many comic books. That's, that's very Video interesting games. DNA. And, yeah. That is very fascinating DNA. Right. But I do have a couple of friends that have like huge tits and that are small, but um, that's not as common in uh, mm-hmm. the human world anyways. Right. They were uh, designed by comic right, book Right, right, right. Yeah, they were actually made by uh, video game developers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... When last we saw Katana, she had just killed her uh, clone sister creature and been arrested by Shao Kahn's forces and was soon to be executed. But thankfully, before she could be executed, Liu Kang won yet another Mortal Kombat tournament, whooped Shao Kahn's ass, and uh, saved her from that terrible fate. And so Katana managed to escape to Earthrealm. Unfortunately, almost as soon as she got to Earthrealm, Shao Kahn figured out a way to just say fuck it and invade Earthrealm himself uh, without having to defeat them in any oh, Mortal Kombat tournaments. He, he made it to a straight-up invasion. And uh, the way that he did this is pretty fucked up, specifically for Katana. Basically, uh, he had Shang Tsung resurrect Sindel on Earthrealm territory. Okay. So Shang Tsung, originally an Earthrealmer, as we covered dragged katana's mom's i imagine at this point skeleton at best because it's been like ten thousand years uh to earth realm resurrected her there uh with dark magics and uh since she was at the time of her death shao khan's wife thanks to some weird inter-realm immigration laws shao khan is now able to enter earth realm weird with uh his armies and the elder gods were like got to allow it (laughs) <laughs> this is a genocide where you just have to let happen. So Shao Kahn rolls into Earthrealm. Katana's like, ah, shit, just when I make it over here. And all of a sudden there's dragons flying through our cities. Souls are being ripped out of people's bodies on the streets. Centaur-led death squads are stomping around, just like killing people. And we leave the world of Mortal Kombat tournaments and are now entering like a full-on war on our turf. Wow. Mm-hmm. Katana uh, manages to team up with Liu Kang with Raiden and Team Good Guy, basically. But she really has one goal, which is to find her mother, who she hasn't seen since she was literally a baby, so has no real memories of. Thousands of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> 10,000 years ago. And free her from Shao Kahn's control, because she's basically his like mind-controlled undead slave. Okay. And uh, she is stopped in the process by Jade, remember her best friend that yes. she grew up with, and Reptile, another one of Shao Kahn's henchmen, who have been dispatched to find Katana and bring her back to Shao Kahn because he wants her back. He's a very petty person. Uh, Katana says to Jade, Hey, dude, this is the truth. We're from Adenia. It was a realm that was conquered by Outworld. We don't belong there. Shao Kahn is evil. And Jade kind of has this moment where it's like, who are you going to believe, your friend or everything that you've been told for 10,000 years? 
And thankfully, Jade chooses friendship. She beats Reptile up and uh, says, Katana, I'll help you out. Together, they manage to find Sindel. They manage to free her from Shao Kahn's control. And mother and daughter are finally reunited 10,000 years later. Liu Kang swoops in. He beats Shao Kahn. He actually beats him up uh, so hard that Shao Kahn phases out of our realm entirely. Yeah. Uh, I wish that could happen when you beat some up now. Right. You beat them up so much they just stop existing. (laughs) I guess that's called murder. (laughs) That's one way to do it is to just beat someone to death. (laughs) No, I meant more like you beat someone up and they just like disappear from embarrassment. Right. Like in a pure, like, I guess I understand. Because in in the game, Shao Kahn kind of like puts his arms out and goes, and just sort of like starts phasing in and out and just disappears. Yeah. And I think like light shoots into the air. Yeah, and everyone. What if like the the keeper of your realm is like, you don't deserve to be here. Like you're embarrassing me, and they just like take them off. They just like disappear. That's tight. It's kind of like that one episode of Twilight Zone with like the kid who sends people to the corner. Oh, exactly that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess. uh, Yeah. What if God was a child who could that is choose to just rid the world of people at random? You know, I've been watching the world, and it does feel a lot like there's a child up there. It does. It does. (laughs) A petty child. That's right, God. I'm calling you out right here on Mortal Podcast. Uh, God doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, so so, uh, with Shao Kahn gone, Katana and Sindel reunited. They say, hey, together we can rebuild. Let's go free Edenia from Outworld. Shao Kahn's either dead or gone. Regardless, Edenia can now be detached from Outworld. And we can rebuild our society and our kingdom. And so they go to do that. But before they do, Liu Kang and Katana meet up. And Katana's like, hey, dude, thank you so much uh, for the role that you played in in freeing me and, and helping like to get rid of that piece of shit who kidnapped me. Uh, we'll see each other again sometime. Oh, she, she said it with him, a wink. Oh, yeah. She said it with a wink. She was like, hey, Liu Kang. We're going to bang. Uh, but they don't then. She's got business on on her mind. Again, she's been alive for like 10,000 years. She's not in a rush. She's like, eh, first things first, I'm going to rebuild Edenia. I like where her head's at. Yeah. You know, she's an independent woman. Me first. She is. She's an independent woman and someone who's like committed to being a leader. She knows that it's her responsibility mm-hmm. and her charge. And she's like, I have responsibility. This is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. So she does for a while. She rebuilds Edenia. Uh, she rules it with uh, her mother, Sindel, who takes back over as queen, and Jade by her side. It's going It's funny great. they just don't resurrect her dad. <laughs> yeah, no, King Jared, they're like, where the fuck, where did Shao Kahn, like, bury him? Is it even possible? I don't think they practice necromancy, to be yeah. honest, in Edenia. I think it's mostly, like, white magic. Like, right. So that's probably part of it. Don't, She's yeah, like, yeah. well, you've already been brought back from the dead, Mom. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to, like, do creepy, like, death magic on, yeah. Yeah, so she's just like she's. They're just chill. They're like, you know, he was here. You yeah. know, it's so funny. It's been it's been so long. It's like you lived an entire lifetime like without that person. Yeah, it's also possible that Sind- like Katana was like, cool, let's resurrect Dad, and Sindel was like, well, but, you, well know, you know, I could rule. I could be queen. We could just like rule on I my could own. have a few like eat, pray, love years. You know, yeah. we don't have to like jump right back into matrimony. It's fine. <laughs> she meets like a centaur, but the the yeah. top half is Gerard Butler. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not who was in it. It was, um, I always get them confused. Javier Bardem. In Only oh, Pray Love. Yeah. Right, that's true. Javier Bardem. Yes. I was going to say, like, they both have that, like, smoky, um, 
Except for <laughs> got like eat, pray, love energy. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, they want to see them in a movie together. Yeah, have, wait. Oh, you've never seen them? Yeah, they're. Well, not... I would love to see Gerard Butler and Javier Bardem in a movie. See, together. they've never been in the same room before, so we don't. Yeah. They're technically the same. Honestly, pitch Javier Bardem, Gerard Butler. They go to the same gym. Neither of them has ever dated men before. Rom com. There you go. They start to feel attracted to each other. They try it out. They give it a shot. You want to know who my mom always mix up is um, uh, Dax Shepard and uh, Zach Braff. Extremely reasonable. No, they don't even have the same. It's so funny because if you Google it, uh, it's like a whole thing. Like there's so many pages on like I people mixing them up. Get it. I think I that it. that's like something with their fate, like facial recognition because right. they do not look similar. And also they have different hair. Like, like Dak Shepard has blonde hair. They have the same energy though. I I think maybe it's their, yeah, their face or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's their face. It's the energy of their face. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. So mine is uh, Gerard Butler and uh, Javier Bardem sure. and also Chris Pine and um, yeah. James Marsden. So Sindel finds four centaurs <laughs> that she carries on with uh, that look like James Marsden, Chris Pine, Javier Bardem, and Gerard Dax Butler. Shepherd. And there's also a Dax Shepard <laughs> centaur Braff. that's like, did you did you want me to... And she's like, are you Zach Braff from Garden State? And he's like, no. Also, I'm a centaur. That's a weird question to ask. She's like, no, I'm good. I'm from Parenthood. I'm okay. Um, Oh, yeah, that was a thing. That was a whole show. So they're rebuilding Adenia. They're having a great time. Everything's going well. And they're kind of like bringing back all of these Adenians who either have lived in Outworld, who've grown up in Outworld, or who are just kind of scattered across the realms, refugees elsewhere, from when Adenia was conquered 10,000 years ago. One of those winds up being an Adenian named Tanya. And unfortunately, Tanya, in her time since maybe even while she was in Adenia, before it was conquered by Outworld, became a disciple of someone named Shinnok. Shinnok is a fallen elder god. He's basically the Lucifer of the Mortal Kombat franchise. Love it. And for probably millennia, he's been in the nether realm, trapped down there. And again, that's the realm that is pretty much hell. But also like people just kind of like live there. It's like another dimension. It's not like the afterlife yeah. necessarily. I think a lot of souls wind up there because of like evil magic going on, necromancy and soul stealing and shit. So Shinnok has been down there. And he's influenced some people, and Tanya's one of them. And so Tanya, in the restored Adenia, secretly opens up a portal and lets Shinnok and the necromancer sorcerer Quan Chi, who resurrected Shinnok, and their evil like army of demons and Oni from the Netherrealm, she lets them all up into Adenia. And, oh shit, just as Adenia was free again... Uh, it winds up being reconquered. Katana. They should have known. Her name was Tanya. It's like everyone else has these like crazy names, and then hers is like Tiffany. I'm, I'm Tanya. <laughs> and then here, uh, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, she has like a normal. I'm Susan. Uh, I'm also from Adenia, and you can trust me. I am uh, also an alien no from. <laughs> alien? We're not alien. No, I'm, I'm an alien too from uh, from Eden, Edenia. Edenia. Uh, yeah, they should have known, but they didn't. And so Katana and all of her people wind up getting imprisoned by Shinnok and the Necro, uh, or the, uh, the, the Netherrealm army, and it sucks. Uh, but Katana's, like, super good at escaping from being imprisoned at this point, so she does, and, uh, realizes that Shinnok has set his sights on Earthrealm next, because, of course, everyone oh, wants Earthrealm. Yeah. It's like the, it's, it's like the forbidden fruit, you know? It's yeah. The, 
it's interesting in comics it's everybody wants earth and we're yeah. just like this is like a <laughs> this ball of crap yeah we're just like do 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 we're the center of the known universe it's same same with dbz it's like you could be you could get any other planet you wanted you guys want earth so badly wait DBZ is set on Earth? Yeah. I had no idea Dragon Ball was set on Earth. Yeah, Is totally. it in the future? Or is it like a No, it's alternate... our time. Oh, well, technically, actually, I don't know the timeline, but it's, it's uh, normal. They have like cell phones, but also dinosaurs. Right. I've so... watched uh, six episodes of the original Dragon Ball, uh-huh. and that's it. Yeah. But I thought it was like another planet. No, it's Earth. They're on Earth. Just like an alternate reality where things are different no it's this reality it's ben. this it's reality this. i don't understand when chronologically does dragon ball take place how do they have di- we don't have dinosaurs but we do have cell phones they have a talking dog president um, then it can't be our earth that's not a real earth so it's the future I don't know if I'd say it's the future, but you know, you know, what's so cute is they get technology as we do because like you won't really see the self, like the iPads and stuff that we like in the eighties, Dragon Ball came out in the eighties, but now with Dragon Ball super, now that we have like some of that technology, you'll see some of that, but but they also had a time machine in the nineties. So, Hmm, but so did, um, back to the future. So, um, that's true. Yeah, Back to the Future really got it all wrong. Yeah. I guess the movies aren't good anymore. Um, they're just... We have we have we no need, choice. We, we need to remake them. <laughs> but to remake the Back to the Future films. We don't have a choice. Our hands have been forced. <laughs> we have no choice but to reboot um, every franchise ever. We have to. <laughs> so Katana. She realizes that Shinnok has got his sights set on Earthrealm. And she's like, oh no, I have to stop him. Uh, but before she can enact her plan, she's attacked by Melina. Oh, no. What? She killed Melina. Uh, except, duh, you're dealing with necromancers, idiot. Melina oh. has been resurrected by Quan she's Chi. She's like Michael Myers. She's been resurrected by that little sorcerer down in the nether realm, and now she's aligned herself with Shinnok and Quan Chi, and uh, she's ready to take on Katana. It's a rematch. Who so you- you're saying that... Katana is Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Melina is Michael Myers. Yeah. Again, Halloween total ripoff of the Katana Melina saga from Mortal Kombat. It is so transparent and they just fucking did Same it anyway. Costumes yeah. And, yeah. And like, you're not fooling anyone. Halloween came out fucking last year. Right. Like we can, tell, yeah. Like this is, these rip-off. video games came out in the nineties. Okay. Wait, who do I think won? I think Katana won. Yeah, she did. She beat the shit out of Molina. Are you yeah. kidding me? She beats her up and she goes, all right, killing you is not really working when we're fighting necromancers. So I'm just going to lock you up here in a Denya. Smart. I'm going to go help uh, Liu Kang, my boyfriend. No, he's not my boyfriend. I didn't say that. <laughs> so she, she links back up with Liu Kang and she's like, hey dude, just a heads up, Shinnok and all these forces from basically hell are coming to invade. And Liu Kang's like, thanks for the heads up. I'll call up Raiden. They get Raiden. They get all their crew back together. They fight Shinnok and they beat his ass. Of course, hooray, Edenia is free once more. Honestly, you, they must be so horny. <laughs> well, if you're funny like, you should say so. Because they're in these, they're hot people. They're in these like tight ass outfits. Yeah, they're in like, incredible shape. There's something about like knowing that you might die that I feel like makes you horny. And then like you survive that and your adrenaline's pumping. Like sure. they must be, this game, just when when you turn it off and like the little Wreck-It Ralph world where they're off out of it, they're just you know, non-stop they're just, yeah. going for it. Oh, it's like a Striking Vipers. There we go. 
Okay, which is, I know, is a thing from Black Mirror, but yeah. I have not watched it. Oh, you should. You would enjoy it specifically because of this game, because it's making fun of this game. I know. Actually, I think I it might be a, a combination of, of this. About it might it. be a combination of this and Street Street. It's Street Fighter, to be honest. Um, oh, but. Yeah, that makes sense. But it is funny you should say that. And I will, I will say, too, like, I think part of the reason that they haven't boned yet Liu Kang and Katana is kind of sweet in that, like, Liu Kang grew up at the Wuxi Academy, literally being trained from, like, childhood to have the sole purpose of winning the Mortal Kombat tournament and defending Earth. It's a pretty sheltered existence. Yeah. Katana was raised from birth to be a bodyguard for a god that definitely did not care if she had any kind of like sexual freedom or even like gave her the birds and the bees talk. And Except for her tiny outfit. <laughs> right. He was like, but I want to see in something flirty. <laughs> uh, he's the worst. <laughs> but... Yeah, so, like, she's also led, like, a pretty sheltered existence and has had to, like, spend so much of her time focused on, like, save me, save my mom, save my people. So there's, like, you know, a very pure reason they haven't yet. That said, after beating Shinnok, Katana's like, hey, Liu Kang, let's get married, dude. You come back to Edenia. I will let you be my king while I rule. Uh, let's just, like, go rule it together and we can do whatever we want because we'll be in charge. And Liu Kang unfortunately turns her proposal down. No. He says, hey, like I have a duty. It's to protect Earthrealm. I've already loser. had to do it like four times in a row. Yeah. Uh, there's enough evidence to say that I'll probably have to do it again. And uh, maybe that means we can never be. And Katana's just like, well, I hope one day that changes and we can because I really like you. And he's like, I like you too. And then they split up. Wow. Super sad. She should have made them made him fight. That's what Chi Chi did. Mm-hmm. She made Goku they she like fought Goku. Oh. And then he had no choice but He to... also thought that marriage was like food. Jesus so she Christ. like you know, he it worked out okay for him. He seemed to have enjoyed it. Did it work out he, for her? Did he um, ever find out that marriage isn't food? <laughs> Does he know that it's a, no. a union? Still. Um, oh, no, no. He, you know, they figured he figured things out. I'm sure he enjoyed the first couple months of marriage. Oh. After that, I cannot say. Oh, boy. Oh, Goku. But, um, yeah. But, you know, Katana's bummed, but she returns to Edenia, and she's like, all right, well, I'll just focus on my people. And the very first thing that she hears is that Shao Kahn is still alive, and he's in hiding in Outworld. Shit. I gotta, I gotta do something about it. So she's, like, immediately, like, all right, if Shao Kahn is alive, I am going to make that not be the case. Because fuck that guy. He pretty much ruined my life. So she heads to Outworld and she comes up with a pretty great plan, actually. She knows that he's alive. She knows that he's trying to restore his power and that he's living in his fortress. So she's like, cool, I'm going to cruise around Outworld and talk to all of the different factions and all the different peoples and armies. I'm going to build my own army and then go and kill him. So she brokers a truce between uh, the centaur people and the dragon uh, wow. human hybrid people who have been in a race war for like an eternity. She brokers a truce between them and says, like, hey, Shokan, uh, Centaurians, will you guys uh, help me go kill Shao Kahn? And they're like, yeah, fuck that guy. Sure. So she <laughs> she storms up uh, to Shao Kahn's palace with her, like, Shokan, Edenian, Centaurian army, and they wage a war, like, across Outworld with the whatever's remaining of Shao Kahn's army. I'm not even sure who he was using at this point. But he had enough of an army to like hold her off for a little bit. Uh, it's tearing Outworld apart. So like 
Kitana's kind of going a little bit overboard in her obsession with like, oh, Shao Kahn's gotta die. This guy cannot be alive. Um, and then anticlimactically, midway through the war, uh, she finds out that Shao Kahn has been assassinated. <laughs> that he's wow. been murdered uh, by his former sorcerer, Shang Tsung, who has teamed up uh, with Shinnok's sorcerer buddy, Quan Chi. These two sorcerers came together and were like, hey, the worker will rise. Fuck our bosses. Let's just do the whole like realm conquering thing together. We're the people with the power anyway. They're always asking us to do stuff. So was she like, oh man, now it's like not as cool. Now I got to fight these dudes instead of like her dad that she wanted to murder. I think at first she was probably like, I don't give a shit about Shang Tsung or yeah. Quan Chi. I'm glad Shao Kahn is dead. Until she hears that in their attempt to kill anyone who was a threat to them, they murdered Shao Kahn and then they murdered Liu Kang. No, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. No. Why did it got to do it like that? Yeah. So Katana's heartbroken. Um, and in classic Katana fashion, immediately dead set on revenge. Yeah. They like took her kill away from her and then they killed the person that she was in love with. Mm-hmm. Pretty horrible. That was her life's purpose. Like yeah. her whole purpose was like, oh, I'm going to kill him. And then when they took that away, then it was like, well, maybe I still have a chance. No, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. So Katana swears revenge. And step one of doing that is that she goes and seeks out Raiden and is like, yo, we're going to kill Quan Chi and Shang Tsung, who, by the way, have come up with a super cute name of the Deadly Alliance. Love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Raiden's like, yeah, agreed. I really liked that Liu Kang guy. And Katana is so dedicated to murdering them that she uh, meets up with this guy named Bo Raicho, who is an outworld. Uh, he's basically like a drunken master who trains Earthrealm's champions in outworld fighting styles to make them even better at fighting. Um, so she like even goes and like trains again to get even better at fighting because she's so intent on murdering uh, the Deadly Alliance. So she teams up with her friends who follow through in all the other tournaments and with Raiden, and they charge uh, the temple of the Dragon King Onaga, who was like thousands and thousands of years ago was the emperor of Outworld before Shao Kahn was like, fuck that, I'm the emperor now, and killed him. And they're trying to like resurrect his immortal undead army. Wow, they're really into resurrection. They love, it's like their whole thing. Yeah. So Katana and friends storm the Dragon King's temple and... Uh, go in there and they start fighting the Deadly Alliance, but by this point, the Deadly Alliance has become so powerful that they murder everyone, including Katana. Yeah, dude. It's like the second time she's died? It's like the second time she's died. It might be the first time. Yeah. Oh. I think it's the first time. I thought she died. It won't be the last. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe she died. I don't know. Melina died a bunch. Okay. Uh, so, the Deadly Alliance kills everyone. And then they're like, great, now we can do whatever we want. But uh, a lot of things happen, and the Dragon King Onaga himself actually winds up getting resurrected as well. And so he storms in there, and he kills the Deadly Alliance, and he kills Raiden, who like uses up all of his energy or something to like try to suicide bomb the Dragon King Onaga, and it doesn't work. And Onaga uh, does his thing, which might shock you, is also necromancy. Wow. So he resurrects Katana. I love that this is like, quote unquote, a kid's game. Oh, it's aggressively not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think it is, but I think like that was mainly who was given it. Oh yeah. When it sure. came out. <laughs> uh, and I was one of them. 
And I yeah. turned out just fine. Very chill. And understood most of it most of the time. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he resurrects Katana and all of her friends, and he makes them his undead slaves as he wages his campaign trying to conquer all the realms in classic Mortal Kombat villain fashion. And so uh, Katana is sent as like an undead slave to Idenia to murder her own mom, Sindel, wow. who's been ruling while she's been gone. Did her mom uh, even notice that she died? No. <laughs> I think word hasn't traveled yet to the <laughs> mystical but technologically not Advan- very advanced oh, world okay. of Idenia. Gotcha. They like don't have text. So she was like waiting for like a ghost raven yeah. to like deliver Pigeon the message. To come in. Yeah. Uh, so Katana goes in there to murder Sindel. What a, wait, I was just thinking, what a roller coaster. What if she got that pigeon? It was like saying that her daughter died and then she just like weeps all day. And then you get another pigeon. It's like, oh no, she's alive. <laughs> and then a just, third pigeon that's like, and she's, she's trying dead. to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? yeah, that would be a lot. That'd be a lot to take in. Yeah. But thankfully Sindel doesn't have to deal with it because Jade, Katana's BFF, mm-hmm. shows up and is like, whoa, Katana, why do you look super dead? And why are you trying to kill your mom? And uh, before Katana pretty much murders Jade, thankfully, Liu Kang's ghost. Aw, he aw, found her. Yeah, he, he was freed when Shang Tsung was killed because Shang Tsung like, tried to eat his soul, which is like Shang Tsung's whole thing. So when Shang Tsung got killed by the Dragon King of Naga, Liu Kang's soul was free and he looked around and was like, oh, fuck, oh, no, and has been looking for a way to uh, reunite everyone with their bodies. And so he does. He... Helps some not dead people defeat the Dragon King Onaga. And then using some kind of magic, he manages to reunite Katana and all the other dead warriors uh, with their... their he, he manages to bring them back to life without having them be brainwashed by Onaga. Wow. Saves her life. Um, and they reunite, uh, but they can't have sex because Liu Kang's a ghost now. So uh, Katana says there has to be a way to reunite you with your body, uh, which at that point in time, without having to explain too much, uh, Raiden has gone insane and is using Liu Kang's zombified corpse as a okay. uh, puppet. Yeah. So she's like, one day we will reunite your spirit and your body. Until then, I offer myself, you can co-inhabit my body. Whoa. Yeah, so that uh, I'll That's be That's such your... a commitment. It's a huge commitment. She's like, I, you will see everything. You're going to see me go to the bathroom. You're going to see her banging other dudes. <laughs> banging other dudes, which for the record, I do every day. Uh, and Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> yeah. Unless it was like his thing. <laughs> He's really into like, uh, was it hot, hot wife? I love that you're just like, you're going to see me go to the bathroom. Like, you're going to see her like, you know, having fun with other people that aren't you. Yeah, I picked a thing that she definitely does. And you jumped to like your headcanon for what Katana's lifestyle is at this point. Although to be fair, I guess I don't know how Adenians uh, get rid of waste. They look like humans, but maybe they have there different There you go. Maybe they perfected it where they don't make any. Yeah, maybe it's like the wizards from Harry Potter where they then just why like, they use butts? magic to make their oh, stuff they're, disappear. Yeah. Well, they have butts. We don't know they have buttholes. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you could find art if you Googled it. Okay. I will look into deviant art. Yeah. Great. So back in Adenia... Katana's, you know, co-inhabiting her body with Liu Kang's ghost, and she's well. Like, then she doesn't even. I mean, that's good, right? Yeah, that's I something. mean, she did. I don't know if she needs him. She, he's in there with her. Right. She doesn't necessarily need his body. I don't know if she needs like the whole marriage and everything. Now she's gotten. Now the two have become one. Yeah, it's like that Spice Girls song. Yeah. 
Tonight so I think, is a night. One, yeah. two, three. That's what it was about, right? Um, I Velma think it was Kane, specifically about sex. Yeah, oh, just like generally. Two become one. Like yeah. not necessarily just Liu Kang and Katana. Yeah. Okay. I guess that probably makes more sense. So Katana goes back to Adenia and she encounters uh, an elemental named Blaze. I don't know what an elemental is. It's really confusing. He's basically just a dude made out of fire who is more powerful than a god, but not as powerful as an elder god. It's like an in-betweener thing again. And so Blaze tells her, hey, there's this ancient Adenian prophecy and it's about to come true. I'm a part of it. You're a part of it. You need to know. Basically, uh, back in the day, there was this god named Argus who was like the Raiden for Earthrealm. He was the god that was meant to protect uh, Edenia. And he had two sons with a human. Uh, so they were both demigods. These demigods were placed into basically like cryostasis thousands and thousands of years ago uh, with the intention that for some reason, one day they would awaken, they would do battle at the base of the pyramid of Argus, which is in the Edenian Southlands, and only one of them would make it to the top of the pyramid. They would then have to fight Elemental Blaze, and if they beat Blaze, they attain the power of a god, and if Blaze wins, uh, Armageddon happens. Okay. So he says to uh, he says to Katana, that's the prophecy, but it doesn't necessarily have to be one of those demigods it could be anyone so what i'm trying to tell you is that there's going to be a huge war uh everyone you know will be involved because everyone will have an equal chance to basically get to the top of this pyramid and become a god and katana is like okay so what you're saying is every shitty evil person in mortal Kombat is going to try to attain the power of a god so i have no choice but to assemble my friends and go to war and he's like yeah also, everyone's going to die. There's going to be one survivor. Oh, And wow. she's like, that sucks, but uh, it's my duty. I got to I gotta get in there. Uh, so, it's like hunger, literally Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. there's only one. Mm-hmm. Unless uh, you trick someone with berries and thinking <laughs> that you eat poisoned berries. <laughs> Which would make it even more like the Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, that and is, your friend Rue dies and it kind of like rouses something in you to yeah. fight harder. That's okay. the prophecy. She has no choice. <laughs> uh, but to sacrifice Rue and eat some berries. So, <laughs> so Katana's like, I got to get in there. I got to stop this thing. So yes, the massive battle occurs. Every hero that's ever existed in Mortal Kombat, every villain that's ever existed in Mortal Kombat appears at the base of this pyramid that rises in Edenia and they're going to all kill each other until one person makes it to the top and fights Blaze. On the battlefield, Katana sees fucking Shao Kahn. Of course. Turns out, yeah, of course he had other clones. He cloned himself. If he could clone Katana, why wouldn't he make a clone of himself just in case anyone tried to murder him? And that's exactly what he did. So that's who was murdered. It was a Shao Kahn clone. Oh. Real Shao Kahn, still alive. And he wants that god power. Horny for god power. So uh, Katana's like, I am going to kill you. And she goes after him in the war, um, but unfortunately, in the battle, she dies again, more wow. permanently this time. Oh, no. To make matters worse, Shao Kahn is the one who makes it to the top of the pyramid, and he fights and kills Blaze. Oh, also, Liu Kang was in there. Mm-hmm. So Liu Kang also gone. Also, his zombie body also doesn't make it to the top oh, of the pyramid. God. Neither Everybody's of the Liu Kangs dead. makes okay. it. Okay, okay. Everyone's dead. The only survivor is Shao Kahn who makes it to the top. He kills Blaze. He gets the godlike power. Raiden is the only person to make it even to the top of the pyramid, but he doesn't manage to stop Shao Kahn. And just before Raiden's head is smooshed uh, on the top of this pyramid by Shao Kahn's warhammer, 
He has one saving grace left. He grabs this medallion on his chest and he sends a message back in time to Raiden circa Mortal Kombat 1. To himself? To himself. Wow. And the only message he manages to get out, which I will say is a huge fuck up, is he must win. Doesn't get any more specific than that. He, he only manages to wait, say, does he, say he must win. He must win. He must win. Well, then he verbatim. I bet he feels like he's not talking about himself. Yeah, that's about all you can. It's like a man, or at least someone who identifies he, as male uses yeah. male pronouns, and it's not Raiden. He must win. Yeah. So new timeline is created, Star Trek style. We're back in the first Mortal Kombat tournament, and Raiden is now trying to figure out what the fuck he must win means. And because of that, starts making different choices. Butterfly effect. This timeline changes. At first for Katana, not very much. And then uh, fucking drastically. (laughs) So, to get through it quickly, because not a lot changed. It's a new timeline. Uh, In this timeline, Katana's relationship with Shao Kahn is more or less the same. Maybe a little bit more abusive. He chastises her anytime she shows mercy to her combatants. He wants her to be a cold-blooded killer. Uh, When the second tournament comes to Outworld... Uh, and she encounters Liu Kang, he shows her mercy and kindness when they fight. She is not discovered. By the time the tournament comes to Outworld, she is still not discovered. Oh, no. Her origins. Yeah, so there's like a delay on her finding out the truth. So she tries to kill Liu Kang on orders from her dad, and he wins the fight, but shows mercy, and she's like, okay, now I'm really starting to feel like my dad's fucked up. Because that was like nice, and that's how I want to end fights. I don't want to like murder everyone I fight. So she finds herself instinctually returning the favor when she's ordered to kill a Shaolin monk from the same temple Liu Kang is from. And Shao Kahn is like pissed at her. Uh, And so now she's like having a hard time. She's like, I don't know what's real anymore. Uh, I'm starting to think something's wrong with my dad. I I want, I don't want to like murder people anymore. I don't like being an assassin. And uh, she even lashes out at Jade and is like, fuck you, Jade. You don't know my life. And she's just like really having an emotional time. And that's when she encounters Raiden who says, Hey, so Tell me if I'm wrong, but Liu Kang said that he sensed some conflict in you. And I'm sensing a little conflict too. Like maybe you want to defect. And Katana's like, I don't know. That's crazy. And Raiden says, hey, I can help you seek the answers you're looking for. Uh, All you got to do is go to Shao Kahn's flash pits, Um, which as far as I can tell is like a secret lab dungeon setup. That's what they're called? Flesh pits? They're called the flesh pits. Oh, There's dark shit happening with flesh and magic down there. It's like Shang Tsung's little workshop. Nice. Um, he's like, go to the flesh pit. You'll find the answers that you seek. So uh, Jade tries to stop her saying like, hey, you're not allowed down there. That's like one of the rules your dad has always had. And Katana's like, fuck off, Jade. And she beats Jade yeah, up. Yeah, what a narc. Yeah, she's like, get off me, narc. And she goes down in the flesh pits. And uh, <laughs> when she's down there, she finds a bunch of tanks with botched Katana clones. And she's like, what the Ew. fuck? And then on a table, she sees... Uh, Melina. So she sees like a clone of herself with like horrible fangs. And yeah. she's like, what is going on? And then the creature on the table gets up and is like, hello, sister. <laughs> and Katana's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is how Katana finds out that she, that her dad's been lying to her, that she's not really from uh, Outworld. She winds up fighting Melina and the fight is interrupted by Shang Tsung. And so she beats Shang Tsung up and drags him to Shao Kahn and is like, hey, your fucking sorcerer was making clones of me. Did you know this? And Shao Kahn is like, yes, I did. Good <laughs> job, Shang Tsung. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now that Katana knows about the clones, he's like, well, there's no point in hiding the truth anymore. So 
He just says, to "Man, her, I wish when she was down there that she had convinced Milana to like be her friend." Yeah, she was like, "Melina, tell you Melina, I mean, not Milana." Yeah, so she sees Melania Trump down there. <laughs> Uh, to be her friend yeah. that would have been cool and then they could have like staged something against her dad yeah that would have been she tight. needs better negotiation skills it definitely felt like there was a window where they had a chance to be sisters for real yeah. and that window closed see it could have been the Gamora Nebula it's an abuse cycle thing because Molina was abused and Katana was abused and you know she could have stuff. taken all those clones and attacked her dad yeah clone army it could, it could have been like but attack like, of the clones oh shit the best Star Wars movie <laughs> Can you imagine though? It's like an art. It's like Katana, Melina, but then like a bunch of botched clones. So like one of them's just like dragging yeah. a tor- two yep. torsos along yep. there somehow like scotch taped so together. Creepy and weird. Yeah. One of them just doesn't have a face. I'm the Katana with big arms and little legs, and I'm the Katana with big legs and little arms. <laughs> uh, that'd be kind of tight. I would watch that. So, so uh, yeah, Shao Kahn is like, good job, Shang Tsung. I wanted you to make a clone because guess what, Katana, you're not really from Outworld. And I was just making my own katana I could control. You're from Adenia. I stole you as a baby. I killed your parents. Fuck you. And uh, he gloats that now he has a real daughter. Now that Melina's done. Wow. Of course. Mm -hmm. Which is just a horrifying way. Even more horrifying way for Katana to find out all this stuff. So she gets imprisoned again. She's going to be executed. Uh, Jade sees this. Jade sees this and uh, is like, okay, something fucked up's going on. I'm going to free Katana. Hashtag free Katana. She goes to uh, unlock her and uh, gets caught and fails. And uh, thankfully, Liu Kang, who at this point is kind of imprinted on Katana, he's all, he's already like on a realm spring level where he's like, oh, I barely ever left the temple. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm in another realm. Uh, cool, I met a hot babe. <laughs> he's uh, like, oh, I got to go free her. This isn't cool. And uh, he does. He manages to defeat Shao Kahn to free her. Hooray. Uh, they team up and go to Earthrealm and they try to stop Shao Kahn's, you know, invasion of Earthrealm. Um, but before they can, this is how Katana finds out that Sindel has been resurrected in this timeline. She's in like a little meetup with Liu Kang and with her friends. They're like, okay, what's our next plan of attack to stop Shao Kahn's invasion? And that's when Sindel shows up. But in this timeline, A, Katana's totally caught off guard. She's like, mom? B, Sindel has had all of Shang Tsung's power transferred into her body to make her even stronger. Oh, wow. So it's like a super-powered Sindel just, like, storms into a good guy meeting. And she slaughters <gasps> all of Katana's teammates. Oh, my gosh. Including Katana. Katana's what? literally, like, knocked to the ground. Well, Raiden messed up this timeline. What the heck? He fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of interesting in that, like, their whole thing is... It's not a very good message that Raiden sends back in time. So he, yeah. sends, he spends a whole story trying to figure it out and keeps making mistakes that have horrible consequences. Oh, now I know what it means. Like he must win. So he must win in order for them to not have this shitty timeline. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's what he means. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's uh. He eventually figures it out, but this is, like, long before he does. It's a fucking disaster. So, like, yeah, Sindel just, like, energy blasts the shit out of Katana, who's like, Mom, no! It's awful. And then Liu Kang, he comes into the room, sees all of his friends dead, and Katana dying on the room, or on the floor, and she dies in Liu Kang's arms. Wow. Cut to... Classic Shakespeare. Yeah, it's very Shakespeare. It's just like Shakespeare's Mortal Kombat. (laughs) 
<laughs> a sonnet. Uh, cut to the nether realm. Kitana awakens in the nether realm as an undead revenant. Apparently, Quan Chi in this timeline cut a deal with Shao Kahn where he was like, hey, can I get the souls of everybody that your people kill? Uh, in exchange, I'll, I'll help you out on some other stuff. And Shao Kahn was like, sure. So Kitana's soul is now bound to Quan Chi, and she is now in the nether realm as an undead revenant servant for him. Uh, alongside all of her friends who also died in Sindel's attack. Uh, eventually, even Liu Kang shows up in the nether realm as an undead revenant. Oh, wow. Because after Katana died, he kind of lost it and blamed Raiden, and they fought, and Raiden accidentally murdered Liu Kang. Accidentally. Yeah. He wanted to. He was jealous. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so now both Liu Kang and Katana are undead revenant slaves to Quan Chi, who at this point in the timeline is still trying to bring Shinnok back. And uh, while Raiden in Earthrealm eventually does defeat Shao Kahn thanks to his time travel message, he meant Shao Kahn must win and only then will the Elder Gods actually step in and be like, okay, this is not cool. Um, So even though Raiden's managed to defeat Shao Kahn, it kind of doesn't really matter for Katana and Liu Kang because at this point they're now undead slaves for Quan Chi who has bigger plans. He's going to bring back Shinnok and he's going to conquer the realms. So for 25 years, Liu Kang and Katana are just mindless zombie servants fueled only by rage, uh, doing missions for Quan Chi in his attempts to bring back Shinnok. Eventually he succeeds, he does bring Shinnok back, and Katana and Liu Kang become like crazy zombie generals in Shinnok's army. They battle Raiden, they battle Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage, who were like two of the only people from yeah. their team that like survived all of this. Um, but eventually they're defeated, Quan Chi's defeated, Shinnok is defeated, Actually, by Johnny Cage and Sony Blade's daughter, Cassie Cage, which really has to add insult to injury because, like, Katana never got to have a future, never got to have a family. Yeah. And, like, her friends also, moved on without her. Also, she's been killed as a killed person. Yeah. She's like the she's undead. She's been double murdered. Yeah. She's the un- yeah. undead. She's un- un- yeah. undead. Um, but with Quan Chi and Chinook, like, actually killed, killed, and Katana and Liu Kang more or less just, like, repelled. There's now a power vacuum in the nether realm. Like somebody has to rule hell. And so Katana and Liu Kang finally get to rule a realm together, but it is the horrific, like demon infested realm of nether realm. They become the king and queen of the nether realm. I mean, I would take it. <laughs> hey, it's something, right? Yeah. But that's not the end of our story. Still a chance for redemption. <laughs> so Raiden, after the whole Shinnok debacle, comes down to the nether realm with Shinnok's decapitated head which is immortal because the Elder Gods live forever. And he like throws it on the ground and Shinnok's head is just like, like going to live forever, decapitated. And he says like, hey, look, here's a uh, a warning. I'm not fucking around anymore. If you guys ever come and threaten Earthrealm or anyone threatens Earthrealm, I'm just going to kill you. You'll get the same fate that Shinnok got. I'm not following rules anymore. Screw everyone but me and screw everyone but Earthrealm. And uh, Liu Kang and Katana completely blame Raiden for everything that happened to them. <laughs> yeah. So a cold war sort of erupts between Earthrealm and Netherrealm where the Netherrealm's like plotting how to take down Raiden and Raiden and the Earthrealmers know that eventually the Netherrealm will attack. So they kind of keep one-upping each other for years. And uh, while that cold war is escalating, a new figure arrives on the scene, Kronika. Kronika is a titan I have no fucking idea how the Titans fit into everything. They're still kind of explaining that. It's they're, I, I, My best guess is that they were the Elder Gods before the Elder Gods. Okay. Um, because Shinnok is her son. 
was her son. Oh, interesting. And another elder god named Cetrion is her daughter, who's still serving on the with the elder gods. And so she comes down to Earth, and she's like, my whole thing is time. I'm like the titan of time. Raiden did not have permission to make his own timeline by fucking with time. Or to create a timeline in which my son is a, a f- immortal, decapitated, miserable head. Yeah. She's pretty pissed. So she says, I'm going to create a new timeline where Raiden doesn't exist. Liu Kang, Katana, will you help me in my dark mission to basically erase everything that's ever happened? Uh, I promise if you do that, I'll create a new timeline uh, where Raiden's gone and you guys will have a happier future. And they're like, yes, we'll help you. And apparently this involves going to a physical location that's an actual hourglass of time (laughs) and using different magical artifacts to literally turn back time. Um... So Liu Kang and Katana are now part of her army, who's enacting this plan. But her arrival in Earth creates a bunch of time paradoxes and time vortexes that bring people from the past into the present, including no. young Katana, okay. young Liu Kang, and Shao Kahn. No, see, he just need, he's like Frieza. He just needs to go away. Uh, unlike Frieza, he refuses. Unless Frieza does Frieza, never go away. He doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. He essentially, he, was, he reminds me of a cockroach, but uh, Akira Toriyama made him after a real estate agent. He just says that they are annoying and won't leave you alone. That's tight. <laughs> That's I what Frieza is based off that. of. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> he's like a used car salesman. That might be um, what gets me to uh, watch Dragon Ball stuff. Oh yeah, or just me talking about it incessantly. Yeah, it's one. I'll be worn down, or I'll be interested. <laughs> It'll be one or the other. So, uh, so yeah, Katana, Liu Kang, and Shao Kahn, as well as a few other people, circa the second Mortal Kombat tournament in Outworld, are all of a sudden brought into the present, and they look around and they're like, "What the fuck?" Liu Kang is like, "I'm a zombie king," and Katana's like, "I'm a zombie queen." And Shao Kahn is like, "I'm not even the king of Outworld. I'm dead, and everyone forgot all about me and doesn't care." <laughs> In fact, like one of his like lower-ranking generals, uh, this guy named Kolokan, is the king of Outworld now, and he's like a peaceful king. And Shao Kahn's like Kotalkan, that guy's a fucking dork. <laughs> and Katana's like, oh yeah, I kind of, I kind of remember Kotalkan. He was the guy with like the face. Yeah, the guy the with king. the face. He's the king now. Um, That's a great description. He's like of the someone. guy. He did the thing. You know, he uh, the guy with the, the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, and also Jade is brought back into the present and Kolokan is her ex-boyfriend. Anyway, um, so... Incestuous. Yeah, it's like a whole love triangle. It's a thing. Uh, so Shao Kahn immediately allies himself with Kronika because she's like, hey, I'm going to make a timeline where you never got like totally cucked. And he's like, no problem. And uh, she says, all I need you to do is take over Outworld again, kill Kotalkan. And Shao Kahn was like, it would be my pleasure. I hate that dork. Katana is like, oh, well, I'm going to help Kotal Khan not get cooed by uh, yeah. by Shao Kahn. So to help him do that, she does something kind of familiar to the Katana lore. She basically goes on a mission across Outworld trying to unite these different groups against uh, this rising coup. So she goes to Shiva, who's now the queen of the Shokan. She's like taking over the title from Goro. She goes to Baraka and the Tarkatans, the guys with the spear arms. And she kind of unites all these groups, which is a huge deal, to fight Shao Kahn. So they storm back over to uh, Kotal Khan's like palace, to his like arena, to say like, okay, we got the army. Now we can defend Outworld from Shao Kahn. Just in time to watch Shao Kahn uh, like snap Kotal Khan's spine and <gasps> cripple him in front of everybody. And Katana's like, oh shit, I guess I'm going to have to fight Shao Kahn myself. 
So Shao, so Katana gets in there. She fights Shao Kahn. Doesn't she have another two versions of her though? Yeah, the other Katana is basically like just sort of guarding the hourglass of time while Kronika oh, okay. does her evil magic stuff. They've yet to encounter each other. Uh, young Katana is like basically becoming like a revolutionary leader in Outworld, which is something she never got to do in the other timeline, really. So she fights Shao Kahn in this big arena in front of everybody. She defeats him, and she even slashes him across the eyes and blinds him. Ooh. And uh, she says to Kotal Khan, like, all right, your title's defended. And Kotal Khan is like, oh, I'm, like, done. You're Khan now. And isn't he, so, like, hasn't he been, isn't he fucked up? He's fucked up. He's okay. not dead, but he's, like, paralyzed. He's, like, on the ground. <laughs> She's yeah. like, here, I did it for you. She's like, okay, you could be king again. And he's like, I'm literally dragging <laughs> myself across the dirt. You are the queen of Outworld. And so she becomes Katana Khan. Oh, uh, which is, yeah, it's a title. It's a real and title. And then she marries Liu Kang. Well, Katana leads her army alongside Liu Kang and his forces, uh-huh. alongside Raiden and his forces, uh, alongside Cassie Cage and older Johnny Cage and older Sony Blade. All of these good guy groups, they head to the Hourglass of Time to stop Kronika from turning back time. And uh, they manage to get all the way to the hourglass where Liu Kang is pretty much like the only person who's going to be able to get close enough to Kronika and Raiden realizing his folly sacrifices his godlike power to make Liu Kang basically a god. Oh, okay. And Liu Kang goes in there and fights Kronika, but he's a little too late. Kronika erases all of time. Oh no. But Liu Kang kills her after she erases all of time. So Liu Kang is now a god at the very dawn of time, standing in front of the hourglass of time. And Raiden, Wait, she erased like all of time? She erased everything. Wait. Literally, it's the dawn of time. No time exists anymore. Nothing exists anymore. All of time. Wait, do, the, do all the other characters? Gone. Never existed. What about Katana? She Never gone? existed. <gasps> it's just him? It's literally just Liu Kang. And, so he is and Raiden, god? who is like oh. in his head. Okay. But Raiden... Uh, detaches himself from Liu Kang and is like, I'm immortal now. I'm amortal now. You are immortal now. Liu Kang, you're the god of time now. So it's two dudes. <laughs> that well, start- <laughs> he says to Liu Kang, you have eternity to shape a new timeline. It's on you, but it's literally going to be an eternity. You're going to have to live through billions of years. Uh, yeah, it's like humans don't even pop up for like... <laughs> forever. Just out there. You didn't even get dinosaurs for a long time. Oh my gosh. And Raiden says, and now that I've given you all my power, I'm just a person. I'm going to die in like, you know, 30 years. Yeah. Maybe. He's like, Hey, I'm on earth. Yeah. Um, it's still molten lava over here. So he says to the Kang, like, you know, you can't just bring everyone back right now. It's not their time. But if you want to, and if you think that there's someone that it wouldn't upset to commit to an eternity, you can bring one person back to be like your partner, to help you shape time properly, to live with you throughout an eternity. And Liu Kang picks Katana. And uh, I just, I hope she was into this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's like given the option. Maybe she was. I mean, she's used to living for thousands of years. Yeah. At this so. point, like, what does it matter to her? Yeah. She's never like had old age. I would just be like, let me die. Yeah. God, I've, I've been, I've been, just stop. Please. She has to like watch all this happen all over again. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so he, he and Katana, Luke and Katana are finally together. They finally get to rule together. What they rule over is eternity. <laughs> what they rule over is like globs of molten lava yes. that haven't formed All yet. All the way up to climate we apocalypse, don't have robots. Yeah, <laughs> with nothing. 
It's a big old blue dot. Uh, the great, the Big Bang hasn't happened yet. Wow. Yeah. What are they even looking at? What are they talking about? I don't know. What kind of a Big Bang should we What if You know, it's really funny if they have references that like no one gets. You yeah. know, they're going to hit medieval time. They're going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. Talking about like iPhones and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but that's it. That's Katana's story. So from this point on, it's unclear what form she'll take in the series. Uh, but she's more or less like the most powerful being in it in the world right now. She's sharing that power with Liu Kang. Wow. Uh, so ultimately she did ascend to great she power. She got what she wanted. Look, you manifest, you make your vision board. You can have the man of your dreams for all eternity. Mm-hmm. Happily ever after. She got it. Hopefully. I hope so. Wouldn't it suck if they were like, we don't have much in common. Oh my God. Outside of when you're not in a life. Also because they've never slept together. And it's like, what if he's not actually that good? And it's like, oh my God. He's got time to figure it out. That's true. But like, what is he going to watch and look at? You know, it's like, there's not anything there to teach him to be better. Well, maybe she can. He doesn't have porn because nobody else exists. Yeah. So he doesn't have anything to compare it to. He might remember. Maybe he saw some stuff while he was alive. Because he has all of his memories. Oh, okay. Does she... I think so. But I don't know. It's not super clear. It's a very artistically done ending. They kind of just like, if she's you see a him bra- holding hands and the camera pulls uh, away. And you're just she, like, oh, all right. If she's a brand new person, she might not even know. Like yeah. what? I would just like, what is this? What if she's like a full grown adult and, she's, and he's like, I'm so happy we can be together. And she goes, goo goo gaga. <laughs> no, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, a big oh, situation. <laughs> um, well, that is Katana's story. <laughs> Uh, a saga of trauma and uh, horniness wow. and leadership. Um, it's very abusive. It is, and uh, but she's you she know a strong character. It. She overcame a lot. Yeah, a whole lot. And that's it. Uh, which means there's only one segment left in the show, and that segment is choose your destiny. And Danny, that is a segment of the show in which uh, you get to tell me uh, if you could be any kind of person from any realm from any time, on any side, any alignment, Ooh. with any fatality or any special moves, who would you be in the Mortal Kombat universe? Who would I be? I would want to pick the Netherworld because I think it gets a bad rap. Uh, Netherrealm? Netherrealm. I would want to be the Netherrealm because I think it gets a, I think it has a bad reputation. Great answer. I think people are like, I think people underestimate it. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, people choose to be there. Yeah. Right? I think that they get it. Yeah. They're like the they're like the outsiders. They're the Breakfast Club, okay? Right. Um, the Don't Nether Realm. Forget about Oni. Because there's <laughs> Onis that live there. Demons. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's what I would. Because right when you said hell, I'm like hell yeah. That's where I want to be. Hell. That sounds cool as hell. Yeah, dude. This um, is why ghosts like you. Yeah. See, I get them. Yeah. I am also spooky. Um, the power that I would want would be. Um, I I love the freezing time. That's what I think that I would want. Can I pick any power? Yeah. I that's just something that I want for myself. Okay. So you're a time freezer from the Nether Realm. Yeah, I'm a time freezer from the Nether Realm. Are you like a demon or are you hu- there are like human humanoid people that live there. I am they have like take demon all forms. shapes. So you're a shapeshifter. I'm a shapeshifter and shape taker. I'm a shape taker who's also a time uh freezer. Um and that's tight. Yeah. What is your usual look? Do you have like a standard look or is it every day you're like... I would like to be a combination of both heat miser and snow miser at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So you're hot. (laughs) 
Uh, are we talking like the animated stop motion heat miser and snow miser, or are we talking about the live action uh, Chris Kattan, John Goodman? <laughs> I don't even remember that. Wait, yeah. are you talking about? Um, you're talking about uh, the Santa Claus three. There was a year without a Santa Claus TV live action live action remake. Oh no, I didn't know that. I actually don't think John Goodman or Chris Kattan were the heat miser. Or I the think snow miser. Chris Kattan. No, 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 not Chris Kattan. Um, Martin Short was right. Jack he was Frost. Jack Frost in the but Santa I mean, Claus three, the Escape Clause. Essentially, Snow Miser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would like a. I would like to be both of them. Um, and I can freeze time. See, freeze. So what do you heat up? Um, I heat up myself. I think I would heat up parties. That would be my power is, uh, if a party's kind of, you know, you turn it into a really like steamy affair. Yeah. If it, you know that, you know, um, um, that music video with Nelly where he, uh, hot in here where he like, you know, somebody holds up. I don't know. It, like it's so hot that all of a sudden the sprinkler system goes off. That very, would very be familiar, me. Yes. Okay. And everyone is now hot in here. Mm-hmm. And now they have like they taken take off their off. clothes. Okay. Uh-huh. They're and getting so hot. They like got to take their clothes off. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's my power is, is to heat up part. Everyone, yeah. everyone would want to be another realm. Everybody would want to be there. They would yeah. be like, that's the place with the parties, the undead, and the dead. And sometimes I feel like all of a sudden time skips forward and things have happened to me, well, but see, I don't know what it was. The best part of that is clearly I'm going to be a popular busy person that will have deadlines and I yeah. can't hit all my deadlines. So I'd like to freeze time so that I can do my deadlines and then move forward. Okay. Um, what is your occupation? Well, it seems like you just go to parties. <laughs> I am a, a professional. I'm like a hitch, but with parties, essentially. Okay. So I'm helping. I'm helping losers have a better. You teach I'm, them how to do dumb dancing. So, so to recap, you are the hitch of the nether realm, <laughs> who has the power to freeze time yeah. and heat, heat up, up parties. Yeah, that's it. And you can shape shift. Mm-hmm. So in theory, sometimes you are just actually hitched from the movie. Hitch, yeah, yeah, as yeah. A bit. In theory, um, uh, I love it. It's one of the best ones yet. What is your fatality? Oh my gosh, what would I do? Okay, let's see. I think that I would kill people with. <laughs> oh, I would make them dance until they died. Danny, you literally, <laughs> you literally had the ability to freeze people and burn them. And you added a, an additional power, which is mind control or dance control. This is just they horrid. cannot this is too stop. Many. You're overpowered. They can't stop partying. Okay, the we other, need to nerf Danny Fernandez. They cannot Calvin. stop partying. What a cur- like that would be the you know that would be right, their right. their. You sin. bring the party too hard until they die. Yeah, it's like a hocus pocus. Oh, I, I would love to see that fatality of like the person you hit one more punch and all of a sudden they can't stop dancing and then they just combust. Great, and that was my favorite. I gotta say, my favorite pronunciation of the word fatality is fatality. Fatality. <laughs> I, love I it. say weird things. No, sometimes. it's the best. I wish. I wish it's too late for me, and it's too late. I think for most people that stuck to fatality. Fatality is way better. You know, I grew up in both. Uh, California and Texas, and so sometimes those mm. intertwine. Right, right. My, my different pronunciations. Because yeah. in California we say fatality, and in Texas they say, they say fatality. They say so in between they say fatality. I'm trying to think of something else. I say no. I'm just saying my brain is confused. Sure. Um, I can't think of the other things that I pronounce weird, but yeah. um, 
I'll think of it and then I'll message you after so that I can record it separately and well, you can put it in. Tell us. you what, if the if the fans want to know, Danny, how you pronounce other words weird, where can they find you? I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. It's M S D A N I F E R N A N D E Z. Um, and you got any, you got any plugs? You got any oh plugs yeah, plugs? I mean you can listen to Ben's episode of Mortal Kombat on Nerdificent. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I guess if you listen to my episode with Open Mike Eagle, we had a cool show called Live from WZRD, which was a wizard show where we played two wizards that didn't get into Hogwarts and had to go to Wizard Community College. It's super funny. It's really funny. I love it. And it's uh, for free on Verve or YouTube. There you go. Everyone likes free stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show and for hearing the immense saga of Katana. (laughs) Uh, and you listeners out there, as always, fatality.